Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever edition of LCT Truth. I am your host, Luke, and I'm going to be bringing you the first ever podcast here. We are going to be talking about all things gaming. I'm talking news, I'm talking reviews, and I'm talking things to look out for and recommendations. So I'm really excited to get started here. So uh, let's start off first by what's been recently in the news here. After many, many months of speculation and rumors, Sony just now revealed that they are going to be having the PlayStation 5 conference. This is the conference where they unveil the details of the upcoming PlayStation 5 gaming console. The premiere date is Thursday, June 4th at 9 p.m. British summertime. I did not even know that was such a thing, but it's British summertime, folks. Now, for those of you who are in Central Standard Time, like moi, That would mean that the time is six hours ahead of us. So if it's 9 p.m. over there, it's 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. So get out your iPhones, your tablets, and Google, Siri, Alexa, whatever you have to do just to make sure that you're in the right time zone. And I'll be bringing you the feedback that I have about that press conference in my next podcast, which is next Friday. I know a lot of people are itching about the PlayStation 5 conference, mainly some concerns. Uh, Most definitely price point is definitely a concern because as many of you know, this this little gem here is not going to be cheap. It is going to be expensive. We all know this. It might be $400. It might be $500. It might be $600. And God forbid it's more than that. Um especially with these hard times that we're in with the COVID-19 craziness that's going on in the world right now. Um, There's 30 plus million people who are without jobs, filing for unemployment. Uh, This is going to be a touchy subject. And, you know, hopefully there isn't too much gouging. I mean, if you want the best console, of course, you're going to have to chalk up a, a good chunk of change. But, um... Again, we're just going to have to see what uh, Sony brings to the table. Uh, launch titles. Uh, what what are they going to bring to the table? There's been some confirmed titles, but on launch date, we want to see what what's going to be coming out along with the console. Uh, I'm excited. I just hope that, again, Sony doesn't disappoint. Then, of course, there's uh, accessories that are going to be included with the console. What are we going to have to buy with it? Naturally, an extra controller is a given. The price point for that, we're not sure. Um, online features. We're trying to see what Sony's going to bring to the table in terms of online features. Um, are they going to match up to what Microsoft already has on their plate? We don't know. Again, we're you know, kind of crossing our fingers. Um, I think one of the biggest questions about the PlayStation 5 that people want confirmed is compatibility. Now, we do know that there is a couple of titles that are going to be forward compatible on the PS5. I know The Last of Us 2 was one of those titles that was mentioned, but There's also the question of whether or not Sony's going to have backwards compatibility, and I'm personally hoping that they do something good to at least make PlayStation 4 games backwards compatible. Um, I know to have PS3, PS2, and PS1 games backwards compatible would be beautiful in a perfect world, but unfortunately, in the real world, that 
will more than likely not be a possibility. Again, we just have to wait till Thursday, June 4th to see what Sony is going to give us uh, in terms of details, price point, launch titles, compatibility. And again, I'm personally just hoping that, you know, they don't screw the pooch with this one because, you know, Microsoft has been already stepping up their game with uh, their upcoming next-gen console. And again, I just hope that Sony just pulls a rabbit out of the hat and just does us proud. Uh, let's take a look here. Ah, yes. This might appeal to some fighting game fanatics out there. As many of you know, for those of you who are very rampant in the fighting game community, Evo is one of the most prestigious fighting game tournaments in the entire world. Thousands of people come from all over the world to the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas to duke it out and see who is the grand poobah of different types of fighting games. Cash prizes, the works. Unfortunately, with the current state that the world is in because of COVID-19, initially Evo canceled the, the tournament and then just recently, they announced that Evo is actually going to be 100% online this year. I know a lot of you are as shocked as I am because I think the biggest question people are going to ask is, how is this going to go and is it going to be successful? And um, will it be the same? Well, I can right off the bat tell you that, you know, we all know that it's not going to be the same it's not going to be the same. I was uh, at Evo last year with my brother, and I'm telling you folks, if you're a fighting game fanatic and you didn't get a chance to experience Evo live and in person, we're hoping that it comes back next year to Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay, because folks, let me tell you something. If you have not experienced it and you are a fanatic of fighting games, whether you win or not, it's just worth the experience. The vendors that come there are incredible. The friends that you make are unforgettable. You are among friends. There is no judginess, nothing of no crap like that. You are there to duke it out. You're there to play fighting games, whether you're competing or just doing free exhibitions and also just seeing what companies are coming out with in terms of new fighting games. It's just a great experience and you know, to be quite honest, I have to commend Evo and the entire staff there for just putting all of this together for us, you know, because this has been a tradition for 20 years and Evo did not want to break tradition, but at the same time, they wanted to give us, you know, the, the best experience possible considering the circumstances today in our world. So in a shocking twist, they're you know, usually Evo is one big giant weekend in the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. But shockingly, this year it's going to be taking place over five weekends in July. The dates I have here are July 4th and 5th, July 11th and 12th, July 18th and 19th, July 25th and 26th, and lastly, July 31st through August 2nd. So that's one big change. And uh, just going through the lineup here of games that are going to be in the tournament this year, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, 
Grand Blue Fantasy versus Samurai Showdown. So Caliber 6, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, Tekken 7, and lastly, Undernight In Birth EXE Late. Wow, that's a long t- that's a long name for a fighting game. Um, did you notice something missing when I was going through that list? I'll give you a minute. Think about it. Yes, where is Smash Brothers? Shockingly, Smash Brothers was cut from the lineup this year at Evo. And I personally spit my coffee out when I heard that because personally, I've never heard of a Evo or fighting game tournament that did not involve Smash Brothers. Um, But in retrospect, I can kind of understand why I started kind of thinking back to the days when Smash Brothers Ultimate came out on the Nintendo Switch. When they unveiled the first DLC character, which was Joker from Persona 5, not only was I ecstatic, but I was just one of the first people on there waiting to download, and lo and behold, Nintendo servers just took a dump on everyone. There was just so many people just wanting to download Joker and it just caused a lot of hoopla with Nintendo servers and, you know, maybe this is the reason why it was cut from Evo Online this year, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the reason because, quite honestly, I don't think Nintendo servers are capable of handling um, so many people. I mean, we're talking thousands of people at one time on Nintendo servers on top of the already many people that play it today. So again, it was a shocker, but again, in retrospect, I can understand why the decision was made to cut Smash Brothers Ultimate from the lineup for the EVO Online Tournament. They're also going to be having some interesting open tournaments for uh, the games here that I see. Uh, Killer Instinct... Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, again, and I'm just reading that now, that's another game that was cut. Again, I'm quite shocked. Um, Skullgirls Second Encore and Them's Fighting Herds. Not words, herds. You heard me correctly. My English is perfectly fine, folks. That's the name of the game, Them's Fighting Herds. Uh, It's an interesting fighting game that involves animals and if you want some more information look it up the game looks interesting i have never played it um all of the other fighting games that i've listed i have played um very thoroughly and enjoy them very much uh and also for those of you who follow fighting games religiously marvel vs. capcom 2 is celebrating its 20th anniversary jesus lord in heaven i feel so old um, but yeah, anyway, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is celebrating its 20th anniversary and Evo is having a invitation tournament, if I'm correct. So yeah, if you were a Marvel vs. Capcom 2 fighting game fanatic and still love the game to this day, there you go. Um, Details of the schedule for EVO Online 2020 have not been revealed. I am checking periodically, and as soon as I get dates, it will definitely be on a future podcast. Alrighty, so 
The next thing we're going to go into detail here is a review on a new game that just came out for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch game consoles. The name of the game is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Shantae and the Seven Sirens, it is a uh, action platform adventure game. Um, developed by WayForward Games. And I've got to say, I was jumping up and down like a schoolgirl when I found out that this was coming to the consoles because I know it was originally available on mobile devices and I think they just brought it over. Um, again, Shantae is a incredibly done platformer. Um, I have played all four previous installations, even back when it premiered in 2002. And I have gotten about eight hours into Shantae and the Seven Sirens. And I have to say that once again, WayForward Games has knocked it out of the park with this one. Um, and they've really added a lot more to it. For those of you who have played the previous installments of Shantae, you'll definitely right off the bat notice some different things that they've added. For one thing, they've added um, full cartoon animated sequences. And that was a first that shocked me because usually it was, um, you know, kind of a still image comic storyline with uh, occasional snippets of voiceovers. And um, that was pretty much it, although it was pretty effective in driving the story. Uh, the other thing that is new is the fusion transformation abilities, which, again, it just adds a lot of meat to the package. Um, the platforming for me is pretty challenging. Um, it's a lot of fun. I've recently gotten my niece into Shantae, and... Um, you know, she kind of says she doesn't know how to play it, but coming from a, a little girl that has gone through the one of the most difficult platformers, in my opinion, Cuphead, and do fairly well, I think she'll pick up on Shantae rather quickly. So it's definitely great. Uh, if I had one particular gripe about Shantae, it's the music and quite honestly, outside of the intro music that was in it, the music is good. There's a couple of, you know, toe-tapping catchy beats here and there, but the composers that they picked for this uh, installment just do not do the game justice. Um, the game soundtrack for Shantae and the Seven Sirens isn't catching me as well as its predecessor, Shantae Half-Genie Hero. Uh, the composer for that particular installment was uh, Jake Kaufman, and he just knocks it out of the ballpark. And uh, also, if you're unfamiliar with WayForward Games, they also brought back a classic and remade it in such a beautiful way. That game, folks, is DuckTales Remastered. For those of you very nostalgic individuals such as myself, you will remember that that was a remaster of the Nintendo platformer DuckTales, one of my near and dear favorites. Um, still love the game to this day. I still play it on my, uh, you know, Nintendo em emulators and classic. You know, I play it. I love it. Um, 
once again, Jay Kaufman was the composer for that particular soundtrack. And he honestly did the soundtrack justice. I mean, all you have to do is just listen to the moon theme, um, possibly the best track in the entire game, both um, PS3, Xbox 360, and also if you listen to it on the uh, Nintendo, it's again, it just it's just a one of the best music tracks in a video game I've heard. And big kudos to Jay Kaufman for just knocking it out of the ballpark. He just did a fantastic job. So Above all that, Shantae and the Seven Sirens, it's available on PS4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch for $29.99, and you can also find the uh, four previous installments on said consoles for, I believe it's um, $19.99 per, uh, per game. Which really isn't bad because, you know, WayForward Games, when they bring out games, they you can just tell by playing their games that they really put their heart and souls into every project that they do. And for me, every project that they bring out is just pure gold. So out of a 10, I'm going to give Shantae and the Seven Sirens a 8.5. So... Great game, definitely worth um, a $29.99 purchase. So especially in these times, folks, let's uh, support those companies out there, especially the indie plaf- the indie creators who are just, you know, giving us everything they've got. So let's show our support and let's show them the love, people. Show them the love. So during this time of quarantine, a lot of people are, I'm sure, probably going just, you know, gorillas bananas right now and um looking for something to play especially if you're an avid gamer such as moi you probably want a game that is not only going to be great but is also going to give you the best bang for your buck so um i have a couple of titles here that i think will definitely um be tasteful to your palate um the first game, and it actually just came out today, it's actually a remake of a Nintendo Wii game, and that game is called Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch console. Uh, I think that this is honestly the edition that we should have gotten. It is, for those of you like myself who played the original Xenoblade Chronicles on the Nintendo Wii, We all know that this was a very, very, very grand adventure, albeit very, very grindy. I mean, I think I spent about close to 125 hours beating the main campaign of Xenoblade Chronicles. And if you're a person who has wanted to get into Xenoblade Chronicles who wants a great story, a great adventure, and a game that's definitely going to take a good chunk of your time. And considering the situation that the world is in right now, time-consuming activities are very paramount in this case. So it's a great game. It's It finally got that magic facelift that has been a decade in the making. So although the price point for some people... Um, it might be a little bit pricey because it's a full retail price of $59.99. Now, 
Now, again, if you're new to the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, game series, because there is a Xenoblade Chronicles and there's a Xenoblade Chronicles 2, both for Nintendo Switch. If you haven't played the predecessor, then definitely uh, it's a good investment. But hardcore fans may take the plunge and invest in it. But for me, I wasted so much time just investing time into this, getting all the ultimate equipment and leveling up and just defeating all of the hardest monsters in the game. Some of them to this day, I still, you know, I'm still in therapy 10 years later from all the trauma. So, um, again, it all falls on you. It depends, you know, for me, I just can't see myself, you know, simply buying a game, paying full retail price for, the same game with a facelift. Now there is a mini campaign that you can play, but for me, I just feel like it's really not worth the $60 investment. Unlike Persona 5, which is, um, or should I say Persona 5 Royale, uh, that game is literally a whole new game within itself. Uh, they just included so much, including a new character, um, new twist to bosses. They've just outdid themselves with that. You know, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is just the game with a little more content, but it's mostly just a game with a facelift. So again, if you are a hardcore Xenoblade Chronicles fan and you just want to keep have it in your library, by all means, go for it. Uh, if you're new to the series, then definitely invest in it because it will definitely give you bang for your buck. But for me, someone who already completed the campaign uh, back when it was on the Nintendo Wii, um, it's just something that I will pass, but will personally, but I'll recommend it to other people out there. Um, let's see, what else do I have here? Um, I want to note an, an RPG here that I feel personally hasn't gotten the recognition that it deserves. Um, that game is called Indivisible. Now, Indivisible is a, I would say a side-scrolling action RPG that has been, uh, it was developed by Lab Zero Games published by 505 Games. Um, for those of you who don't know Lab Zero Games, if you have played the fighting game franchise Skullgirls, then that's Lab Zero Games, folks. Um, you know, I had my doubts about this game when it was um, originally announced back in 2015. Um at first glance, when you take a look at it, it, you know, it comes off right away as a copy of uh, the incredible RPG Valkyrie Profile, which was on the uh, PlayStation 1 game console. Um, it uses the same mechanics, the same battle system, but quite honestly, what drew me into the game and what really kept it on my radar for the past, what, four years, has basically been um, where they got the storyline ideas from, which is from um, uh, Southeast Asian mythology, 
Um, they also use different realms of uh, lore and mythology for this game. It's and um, honestly, I just had to you know pick it up and you know just give um, Lab Zero Games that support. And I can honestly say, folks, that this game, this incredible little gem, was by far one of the most outstanding RPGs I've ever played. Um, the artwork is done by Lab Zero Games as a fantastically talented artist. For those of you who are familiar with the artwork of Skullgirls, you'll catch it right off the bat. And again, the artwork was just a fantastically, it's, it, it was literally like watching poetry in motion. It was just that kind of artwork in the game where you just sit and just stare even at the backgrounds and the animations were just beautifully done. Um, and one of the most notable, uh, things was the person that they got to actually compose the music for the game. Um, and he was none other than Hiroki Kikuda. For those of you who don't know who Hiroki Kikuda is, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, he is the artist who is uh, famous for composing the musical score to Secret of Mana for the Super Nintendo gaming console. Yes, they brought Hiroki Kikuda to compose the music for Indivisible, and he just... He just nails it. Um, he nails the music in the overall theme of the game, of uh, the the world in terms of the the towns, the situations, the battles. He just nails it on point. And um, you can tell right off the bat that, um, you know, Lab Zero Games, they, they really put their blood, sweat, and tears into this game. And even though it got rave reviews, I just feel personally that this game is not getting the recognition that it deserves. So if you're looking for a fantastic RPG to play, uh, definitely go to, you know, whatever stores are open uh, during this time. If not, get online, download Indivisible. It's available for... I believe it's available for, yeah, it's available for all, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch gaming consoles. Um, I'm not sure of the price point because I got it on a day one purchase, and at that time it was $39.99. It might be cheaper, I'm unsure, but it's definitely a bang for your buck. It's not overly expensive. So, yeah, definitely show your support and uh, give Indivisible a whirl. I promise you folks, you are going to love it. Lastly, for um, for those of you who are looking for more of a Zelda-esque kind of adventure, um, I highly recommend the recently released uh, Trials of Mana remake for the PlayStation 4, uh, Nintendo Switch, and I would assume that it's on the Xbox, but... I'm not really sure if that is the case. Um, I wouldn't see why it wouldn't be on the on the Xbox One. But uh, 
Do, do. Give me one second here, folks. Let me take a look. Uh, do, 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 do. And, oh, wow. Shockingly, folks, it is not available on Xbox One. That's new to me. I thought this would have gotten a, you know, console-wide release across all platforms, but unfortunately, folks, it's only available for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. So for those of you Xbox One owners, I apologize, but, you know, hey, you know, that, I, I guess that happens. But anyhow, moving over to Trials of Mana. Uh, for those of you who are unaware of the history of Trials of Mana, uh, Trials of Mana is a action RPG uh, from Square Enix, and some of you who uh, have kept in tabs with this series over the past d couple of decades, oh good lord, every time I say decade or couple of decades, I just, oh god, I just want to jump out the window because it just depresses me because of how old I am, you know, I'm not that old folks, but in gamer standards, I'm borderlining paleolithic, so yeah, anyhow, um, the game is better known as um, the sequel to the original Secret of Mana, or as it's known in Japan, Seiken Densetsu 2, and Trials of Mana is Seiken Densetsu 3. Seiken Densetsu 3 sadly never saw a North American release on the Super Nintendo here in North America. Uh, it wasn't until just recently that they actually released it uh, for the Nintendo Switch in the form of the collection of Mana. This was back in, uh, I want to say, around this time, if not a little later, uh, last year, uh, which was a big surprise. It was kind of the big collection. It had uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, uh, Secret of Mana, and Trials of Mana. So basically, you had Seiken Densetsu 1, 2, and 3, um, all fully translated in one nice little package for, I believe it was $39.99. Um, I'm not sure if that's still the price or if it's gone down, but, um, Trials of Mana, the remake that just recently came out for the PlayStation 4 Nintendo Switch. I, I've got to admit folks, I was one of those naysayers that had a lot of fears and doubts about this game because for those of you who aren't aware there was actually a remake of uh, Secret of Mana, the first, um, the Super Nintendo of Secret of Mana had a remake, a 3D remake for the uh, PlayStation uh, 4 console, and I believe it was a GameStop exclusive, and quite honestly, folks, um, I might get some people saying, what? You're crazy. You're freaking nuts, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what? I, I, this is for me. When you're remaking a beloved classic like Secret of Mana, you really have to give it everything you have and just, just deliver a top-notch product. And unfortunately, you know, Square Enix um, really screwed the pooch with the Secret of Mana remake. Um, the remix of the soundtrack was just god awful 
for me, I just thought it was god awful, but thankfully the option to use the original soundtrack was available. Otherwise, I would have just had to light up a candle and drip the hot wax into my ears to butt out the god awful remake of the soundtrack. Um the voice acting in the game, uh it wasn't exactly like you know nails on a chalkboard bad but it was pretty bad and you know the graphics overall of the game it looked like a mobile like it looked like a mobile app game it wasn't a console quality game um you know they're you know when the characters are talking their mouths aren't even moving, which to me just look kind of awkward. It's like, why have voice acting at all if the lips aren't even going to move? And um, the one other thing that just made me pretty much throw my hands in the air and say, you know, fuck this, I'm done, was the game was just so buggy and it just kept crashing consistently. Um, and I... I'm sorry, I cannot play through a game that is just that buggy and continually crashing. For so, but I'm thankful to see, folks, that Trials of Mana actually nailed it on the head. I have to say this game is just beautifully done. The remake of the soundtrack stays true to the original soundtrack. And if you're in a bit of a nostalgic mood, you can also have the option of switching to the original soundtrack. Personally, I think either way, the soundtrack was just is just top notch. Uh, again, Hiroki Kakuda just nails it. It's like a, he's got kind of the Midas touch, you know. Any musical score he touches just turns to gold. So, um, if you're looking for a great uh, Zelda esque adventure, you know, itching for that action RPG. Uh, definitely give Trials of Mana a go. It's uh, $49.99 and again, only available on the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch gaming consoles. Um, hopefully sometime in the near future, it'll come to Xbox and uh, uh, the Microsoft fans out there can uh, get a taste of why Trials of Mana was, um, for me, one of my most beloved action RPGs of all time. Uh, but you know, we can only hope and wait. I mean, I'm waiting for PlayStation 4 and uh, Nintendo Switch to get Guardian Heroes, but you know, Xbox hasn't let go of that leash. So, well, we'll have to see, right? All right. So I think that'll be a good start for right now. Um, next week, again, we are going to uh, do a little recap on the PlayStation 5 conference. Uh, just uh, give my feedback. And again, folks, if uh, you have any questions that you want me to answer that's gaming related and you want my honest opinions on it, and again, I'm honest and I'm, I'm unfiltered because as I always say to people, if you want something sugar-coated, you talk to Martha Stewart, but if you want the truth, you come talk to me. So send your questions to the LCT truth, all one word at gmail.com. Again, the LCT truth at gmail.com. All right, everyone. It's a Friday night here, so I'm going to sign off. And um, with a little advice for everybody, the world is uh, quite insane right now. And, you know, everyone after months of isolation, and with everything that's going on in the world, we're 
it's starting to get to everyone, folks. And um, the only thing I can say is stay positive. And if you have family that's you can't be around for whatever reason, give them a call, give them a text, Zoom them, let them know that you love them. And if you know someone who is really suffering from this whole COVID-19 craziness, if you know that they're having issues with with being unemployed and if you know that they're alone and they don't have anyone to confide in, to talk to, you know, instead of going on your social medias, your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your Twitters, your TikToks, whatever whatever the fuck's out there, just take a few seconds to send a text, give a phone call to that person, let them know you're thinking about them, let them know that they matter, and let them know that things are going to get better, everyone. It's going to get better, but we have to stay strong, we have to stay positive, and we all have to work together to see through this horrible time in the world. So until next Friday, everyone, be fabulous, be true, be you.